Our time is 4.34 now. Good morning, Femasi. A lot of your views coming through in terms of our poll question. Uh, I'll squeeze them in before we get to talking agriculture. We're talking cervical cancer awareness month in our wellness corner today. So this uh, type of cancer is the second most common type and the leading cause of cancer-related deaths in South African women. Healthcare professionals are cautioning South African women not to skip the regular medical checkups because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. According to the Cancer Association of South Africa, cancer, high-risk strains of human papillomavirus, or HPV, are causing up to 70% of cervical cancers. Meanwhile, early diagnosis and treatment of precancerous lesions prevent up to 80% of cervical cancers in high-resource countries where regular cervical cancer screening is routine. We're joined by a fertility specialist, obstetrician and gynecologist at the Family Matters Fertility Center, Dr. Konisile Diale now. Dr. Diale, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Good morning. You're most welcome and thank you for having me. Greetings to all the listeners. So let's talk about uh, cervical cancer, what it is and how it develops within the human body. Okay, so cervical cancer, when we talk uh, the cervix, it's a cancer that affects the cervix. The cervix is a part of the woman's reproductive system, which is um, the bottom of the womb, or what we call the mouth of the womb in layman's term. Mm. So it's actually part of the womb or the lower part of the womb that is affected. And if you look at it anatomically, it's actually the part that is in, in which is encountered during um, sexual intercourse. So to most women's uh, surprise, cervical cancer uh, is mostly a sexually transmitted disease or is um, transmitted sexually through a virus called human papilloma virus. So it's the famous HPV. How does so, the, the, the cervical mm-hmm. cancer then develop from that human papilloma virus or HPV? Okay. So HPV as a sexually transmitted infection, it has a high affiliation for the cells of the cervix. So when it gets there, it actually mutates the DNA of the cells. Cells in the body have a, a lifespan, and it has an automate. They have automated clock to allow them to go through what we call apoptosis, which is a programmed cell death. So, what HPV does, it mutates this DNA and causes these cells to not die naturally, but to continue multiplying and increasing in size and number. So this is what happens now to the cervix, where once HPV gets into the cells of the cervix, it then mutates the cells and causes abnormal growth of the cells of the cervix, which then later on leads to the symptoms that women get when they have cervical cancer. Now, the very important part for women to note is that at early stages, there are no symptoms that one can detect to say there is something going on there. When women actually start having the symptoms of cervical cancer to show that there is disease, usually that is at later stages, 
um, or a bit advanced stages of the disease, which brings us to the point why it is critical to actually test or screen before you have any symptoms showing, because that's the time where early detection will lead to a cure. But most times then, when detected late, when symptoms have already developed, then um, that's when the disease has already advanced through the body. That's a problem then, that there are no symptoms at the beginning stages. So as you say, screening is important. So is it generally then, if a woman is sexually active, they need to constantly be screening for HPV? Thank you so much for highlighting that, because that's the message I, I would really love to send home to all women and even men to share with their loved ones and and all the women actually in their lives to say as long as a woman is having sex, that woman should be screening for cervical cancer. I actually uh, sent out a a video educating women on pop smears Mm -hmm. last month in, in, in my YouTube channel, Family Matters Fertility, and that's exactly the message that we are sending out. As long as you're having sex, make sure that you're having a pap smear. And there is this myth that women send or dis- send out or discuss with each other that pap smears are painful, pap smears are painful, rather not go. Um, I, I, I must say that, you know, um, cancer is actually much more painful than a one-minute pap smear, mm. you know, and there are no... There's no cutting during a pap smear. It's it's just a brush that goes through the uh, through the mouth of the wound. It's just cutching the wound, and, and we are done. And it's very quick. It's, it, when I say a minute, I even am over exaggerating. Yeah. You know, so we should not lead each other to each other's graves by saying, you know, uh, pap smears are painful. Every woman that's sexually active must actually go out and have her pap smear done. And um, it's a discomfort that you feel because you are being touched in intimate parts, but it is a necessary discomfort, not a a, a severe pain, as compared to the consequences of actually not having uh, been screened for cervical cancer. My understanding is that a pap smear is necessary once a year. Is that how often we should be doing that? Yes, that's the message that's um, been sent out. But really for us um, to be cautious or to say the bare minimum that is uh, that is required. If a woman has had a pap smear, when you get your pap smear done and it is negative, or I, I think I'm just saying negative to make it uh, simplified, yes. or there's no abnormality that is detected in a pap smear, then even at least three yearly, a woman can have her pap smear done. Okay. If you do a pap smear and in it include the test for HPV DNA, which is the virus that causes the cancer, and the HPV DNA is also negative or absent, then the recommendation is that you can even do a pap smear once in every five years. So if you do a pap smear with your HPV, it's called a combo. Uh, then you can actually do a pap smear once in every five years and, and you are safe. But if you have illnesses that result in your immune system being compromised or low, things like HIV, women that um, have a low immune system due to uh, diabetes, or women who've had abnormal cells that are detected in their pap smear before, 
Therefore, those ones are the ones that really regularly need to have a pap smear every year if there's abnormal cells or HIV because then HIV also makes the disease to progress even faster. The disease of cervical cancer progresses faster with with the uh, presence of HIV. So Mm -hmm. then yearly pap smears are highly recommended. How do we make sure that there are resources that can assist uh, women of all ages to make sure that no one is, uh, you know, sidelined from being able to get their pap smears? We know we're not economically the same. Yes. So um, that's actually another sad part when it comes to our resources in our country, because if you look, um, our guidelines um, and our government guidelines are actually still behind. Doing a pap smear in the private sector if you probably go to a GP, you need to pay something like 400 rand maybe for a consult, and the laboratory actually charges plus minus 250 just doing the checking the cells, abnormal cells alone, the pap smear without the HPV DNA. If you include the HPV DNA, then it's something like 700 rand or so. So in the government sector, though, the recommendations were standing that, uh, you know, pap smear testing should only be done at the age of, from the age of 30. And, and, and you find that we already have women as young as 25, as young as 20, who are actually dying from cervical cancer already. Mm. Uh, so before they even qualify to reach their first pap smear, they are already dead from the cancer itself. This was from the understanding that once you get HPV infection, it can take a period of more than seven years or 10 years to get the disease to grow and progress to reach cancer stages. But then now with women having early sexual debut or their very first encounters being at the age of 12, by the age of, if they contract HPV, uh, contract HPV at that age, therefore, by the time they reach the age of 22, 25, these women would already would have a full-blown um, stage four cancer of the cervix. So um, they are, there is high awareness. Of one, um, the government, our government itself, needs to change its policies to allow such screenings to be done at earlier ages. Because if you find a 25-year-old wanting a pap smear in a local clinic, she will be denied. Mm. Um, and then this is to save resources. And But now it also comes with um, limited information. Yeah. So for now, we only have our private sector that caters for people with medical aid who can request a pap smear or can have or afford a pap smear to be done um, on them um, without the policies that um, affect our country. But mainly we need to use such social media spaces where um, women have got high exposure to reach out to them, to educate them to say they should consider pap smear. And also, again, not everybody has um, access to HPV vaccination. Women can be vaccinated for HPV all the way to the ages of 45, and it starts from the ages of nine. So mothers and, and, and fathers who have daughters can actually get them vaccinated, and uh, sons can also be vaccinated from the ages of nine all the way to the ages of 26. So men can also get HPV vaccinated because it is 
uh, taking two to tango for one to actually yeah. get this disease contracted. And, and we're talking COVID vaccines now. There's no effect there. It won't uh, impact the HPV vaccine. No, there's no there's no correlation uh, or interaction okay. uh, recommended between the two. Let's share your digital footprint, uh, please, Dr. Diali. Okay, so there is um, on Facebook, it's Family Matters Fertility. And on our um, YouTube page, it's also Family Matters Fertility. And then we have our Instagram uh, page where we have um, a lot of videos there. Mm. And there you find us as um, Family Matters Fertility Center. Okay. Family Matters Fertility on YouTube and Facebook and then Instagram at Family Matters Fertility. Underscore Fertility. Yes. Family Matters underscore Fertility. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us again. We appreciate uh, all the info you've given us today. Have a, a happy Tuesday. Thank you. You too. Stay blessed. Thank you. Dr. Konisile Diale. Fertility Specialist, Obstetrician and Gynecologist at the Family Matters Fertility Center. So they are on Facebook and YouTube as Family Matters Fertility and Instagram at Family Matters underscore Fertility.